And welcome to Energized. I'm Jason Mann with Jim Check, and our special guest today is Brent Gilchrist from JDS Energi- Energy and Mining. And, and uh, we're energized. And we're energized. <laughs> Great to have you uh, sit down for a cup of coffee with us today. We want to talk a little bit about the future of EV and uh, and mining and, and what mining's role is going to be in the production of uh, EV cars. Why don't you start with, you were saying you, want, you have a presentation that you want to put on and just show that. Like what people are talking about in the future that you say it's, it's not really doable in the time frame they're talking. Certainly not. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time on this. We have an interesting lens at JDS Energy and Mining, and also we run a, uh, a resource fund with Dean's Knight Capital out of, Van- out of Vancouver. So we spend a lot of our time looking at um, the energy transition and energy today. And we have come to the conclusion, which many others have, that the time frames are uh, physically impossible um, to make uh, the new oil out of copper, lithium, right. cobalt, all those things. Um, the mining business would have to grow exponentially in a really short period of time. Wouldn't you think, though, like JDS mining would be like thinking this is their golden goose though because it's it's really going to ramp up mining it's going to switch from oil and gas which you guys don't do i don't think but you do you're you support mines in many ways right from construction to underground to like you guys do it i watched i looked on the website you guys do everything epcm like like why don't you just tell us basically what you guys do actually first yeah yeah very good question thanks um so we're we build mines we engineer them we do a lot of the 43101 studies, which is you have to put that in the market as a mining company, whether it's resource or uh, or the technical engineering reports. We own mines ourselves. We close mines uh, and we invest in them. So pretty much cradle to grave. Uh, that's right. what we do. And so, what is like, some of the minerals that you guys are kind of more involved yeah. with? What are those? So we, we actually call them the sta- staples of life. It's the coppers, the lead, the zincs. Um, we don't really do coal. Uh and lots of precious metals, so right. gold, yeah. uh, gold, silver. So copper mines typically are larger and a long time to get from discovery to like producing copper. And there hasn't been a lot of new copper stuff put online for a while. No, we've had a few and, you know, we have some good prospects, but it's getting more and more difficult. And some of it's, you know, the, some people say the easy copper has been mined already. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily completely right. say that um we might find it in tougher regions uh in terms of when i say tougher i mean the andes at, at twelve thousand feet um but politically we don't have the will in very many places to build big copper mines um i think if we found a huge copper mine just across the lake here yeah. i doubt very much I mean, that we'd be allowed to build bc it. used to be mining friendly and not as much today so I, I, I'd, I'd say we still are mining friendly. We still do a good job. It's more difficult to get permitted today. Um, there's political, some political uh, um, objection, but you can still permit mines in British Columbia. It just takes you a lot longer. The price of copper, will that help getting more stuff online? Well, I don't, I, I think there'll be more opportunity to build deposits that aren't maybe as high grade and as can large you, can you pull up the price of copper there just to kind of show um a lot of eighty three hundred dollars a ton yeah. so that's uh, that's about eighty three hundred dollars a ton um 
the price of copper, you know, we think has to go up to encourage more. Right. But the a lot of the objection today is political, um, not not physical. Right. Like we can build things, we can mine things, but um, where where are they going to let you? And you showed me a chart earlier showing the <coughs> copper demand in EV, and and I, we were talking, and this is this chart. Like right now, uh, a typical EV will takes 183 pounds of copper mm-hmm. on an, an internal combustion engine takes about 48 pounds and and again the hybrid takes like double that so but so copper is one of the bigger like if you if you replace every car right now with that right. technology you'd have four times in the need of copper right if you replaced every vehicle so i'd go one step further good point i know that you know you're thinking that Elon and Tesla, right. yeah. so that, that's fine. Yeah. The thing is, is this isn't the only input. No, I get that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just. I'm just no, I agree with that. you. I'm yeah. not. And no so, argument. so there is. I'm just saying, technology can solve some of the issues, right? And and <coughs> and this is yet to be proven because the the Cybertruck came out with mm-hmm. 48 volt technology. We started when we started building cars way back when. Uh, it was six volt technology, right? And then we right. jumped to 12 volt technology. Which and then we kind of got stuck there. And even the, the CEO of Ford, Farley, said like we've been stuck there forever. Right. And and it's mainly because of the suppliers. The suppliers are just like in that you know like they're you know like there's so many suppliers they're in that that 12 volt technology. So they built the Cybertruck in 48 volt technology, which the copper need is is 25 percent, yeah. which is the equivalent of a an ICE car then. So with that said. Um, whether that works or not is is true. And what he did do also is he sent the manual to all the other auto manufacturers and said, hey, let's all move together towards 48-volt technology. And that can be in ICE cars too. That doesn't necessarily have to be in an in sure. um, uh, EV, right? That 48-volt right. technology yeah. can be done in every car. But it's, it's, it's a big ask, right? Because there's a lot of auto manufacturers, right? Yeah, and I think that could, could reduce some of the need for copper in the energy transition. But... That's not even necessarily the biggest draw on copper. So if you yeah. if you look at the, the windmill, right, um, and and you can build all the EVs you want, but if you're powering with coal, you're not really you're not really making any difference. Anyway. So so the um, every every windmill has a copper cable the size of your thigh, yeah. and if it's offshore, right. that copper cable the size of your thigh is connecting to the grid. Right. So. The amount of copper we need, and let's we look at copper because we yep. know how to mine copper at scale yep. in the world. Yep. We can't mine enough to meet the energy transition demands, but but at least we know how to mine copper at scale. We do not know how to mine lithium at scale, cobalt, vanadium, nickel. These things, you know, the mining business would quite like you said. This is going to be great for you guys. Everything's going to be great for us. We need more mines, period. Whether we sure. build another I mean, EV or if not. If you take your yeah. cell phone, yeah. self, your cell phone, your iPhone is copper, lead, yeah. zinc, silica, gold, silver, everything, right? I mean, that is uh, most people that are against mining are, are you know what I mean? They, they yeah. use it every day. And totally. they, you, you couldn't take it away from them, right? They would lose their minds, right? And it's also got lithium in it, right? Because it's got a rechargeable battery That's right. in it. And, and that's got it all in there. It's, the it, rare it is basically. Yeah. Yeah. The EV of it is of it, uh, it is battery technology yeah. too, right? And battery technology is getting better. You see, every time they do an iPhone, it lasts longer, right? So battery technology does improve. Um, so sure. it it is it is that. And the one of the other things is just, and I'll just, I'm not speaking on EVs. Like I'm not, I'm a, I do like EVs, but yeah. I mean, I'm not speaking on because it has to be done for climate change. I'm thinking and I'm not just, speaking against. Yeah. It. yeah. So I'm just saying it's 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 
almost that it's like the vehicle is just better. It's like a flip phone versus an iPhone. That's well, what that's, I that's that beauty. You know, that's yeah. in the eye of the beholder. Sure, but absolutely. Um, yeah. So what I would say to you, the, the work that we do, um, we we feel like the the world, in particular the Western world, is we've become so wealthy that we've become completely energy blind. We don't know where our energy comes from, the, the average person on the street. And secondly, we don't know where our materials come from. And I don't know if you know a guy named Velclev Smill. I don't. Velclev is uh, University of Manitoba, and he'd be one of the leading energy authorities in the world. And if you hear Bill Gates talking, he always refers to Velclev because he it's his advisor. And Velclev said this about the energy transition and about the reduction of you know, fossil fuels and how difficult it, it will be. There's four materials that we use today that created modern civilization. It's cement, plastics, it's um, steel, and ammonia. And he said, without those four materials, which are all fossil fuel and mineral-based, obviously, uh, you can have a society or civilization. You just can't have this one. Right. So the energy transition in a physics standpoint is very difficult. I said this to you earlier, but there's a group called Doomberg, and if you want excellent research on energy and materials, mm-hmm. and they have a saying that I carry around with me all the time. In the war between platitudes, which we have platitudes all over the place. You guys know that. You're in the media. The war between platitudes and physics, physics is undefeated. We know where our materials come from, where our energy comes from, and we know this transition is a challenge that will may hurt a lot of people. I mean, I agree. Carbon tax is is unnecessary, and I, and I believe we need to use our, our oil and gas resources because if you look at most nations in the world that are rich are energy rich. They're rich because of energy, right? And the energy that Not we have. Not most, all. Yeah. And You're if right. We, and if we have one of the richest nations in the world, resource Canada is one of the yeah. richest resources, and we have it all. We have oil and gas. We have natural gas. We have uranium. We have copper, gold, silver, Nickel, like Boise yeah, Bay, big, right. one of the biggest nickel yeah, deposits. Awesome. Um, and even in Ontario and there, there's tons of mines. There's some of the biggest gold deposits in the world there. I am gold is developing one of them right now, the mm-hmm. Cote mine. Cote, yeah. And uh, so, and I'm a big resource guy. I mean, I, I love gold and mm-hmm. silver and all that stuff. And I think it's so important to what we do. But I also see on the other side as technology changes, we have to adapt to what's going on. And I believe that, again, I'm not... My side is I, I think that EVs are just a better car. And I'll, and I'll give you a couple examples, and then you can discount them if you'd like. To boil a, um, a pot of water, it's the same energy it takes to drive a Tesla uh, 1.6 kilometers. Mm-hmm. To finish cooking the pasta, it's another, you could drive that 4,000-pound car another 1.6 kilometers. A lot of the energy in a gas combustion engine is waste energy. Like there's a lot because, you know, when you have a gas car, you also have a cooling system because mm-hmm. you have to cool down the heat that that energy, that engine is is generating. So in an EV, most of the energy is utilized into the wheels like it actually goes to uh, pro- propulsion. The other thing is there's like a lot less parts in a in a EV, like there's no um, muffler system, there's no oil changes, there's no. Uh, drive shafts there's there's just a lot less components that are involved and there are people getting 
like a million miles and I can show you on YouTube there. Oh, not everybody does that, but they say that they're, the average range on one of those cars, their batteries is 400 to 800,000 kilometers, which is similar to what you get in a gas car. I take it. Right. So the prices are coming down on these cars as well. And they are kind of like, I would say like they're, they're at this time, they're not going to do heavy transport. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, although Tesla has a, a so anyway, that they're trying let, to do. Let, let me cut you off. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, no, I don't because yeah. I, I'm talking about the energy transition and the materials and the energy we're going to need. So I don't care if EVs better or worse. Right. It's not, I, I didn't come here to say yeah. ice is better, EVs better. I'm telling you what they're saying out there and what politicians and people are, are signing us up for is a real problem. And, I mean, you should ask me about ammonia. Why is ammonia so important? Sure, why don't you share that with us? Because it feeds 4 billion people. So our yeah. synthetic fertilizer, that's how we feed this many people. That's a fossil fuel, natural yeah. gas yeah, production. I, I, so yeah. so uh, my, my argument wasn't whether EVs are good right. or bad. It doesn't matter to me. They're great. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, mean, I think we agree then because, yeah. like, it's, I think the targets that they're setting yeah. will bankrupt most of the auto manufacturers. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's They're a lot of jobs. Way, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're going to yeah. bankrupt most of them because you're telling them they have to produce only uh, EVs by 2030. I, I just don't think, like, we're, we're like six, seven years away from that, and they're not well, did even you see close. the Fraser Institute study? It I just came know. out. So on that target, they said, uh, and again, everybody's making calculations, and no. nobody's perfect no. on them, but just right. a quantum. We built 340 mines in Canada and the United States over the last 100 years. And by 2030, we need 388 new mines yeah. in North America. Right. So, you know, the, again, it's just platitudes. And yeah. we, we have to educate people, not that EVs are better or ICE is better. Yeah. That, that's irrelevant. What we have to educate people is we, we have a certain system here that we've developed over the last 150 years using fossil fuels, and it feeds 8 billion people. Right. And if we, if we want to stop using that really quick, I think we're going to have a lot of population in real trouble. Right. And I've said this many times when I talk about EVs. I think it's wrong that the right and the left use the EV as the flag for climate change because I don't, I, I think it should stand on its own. Like it's its own thing. Like if it's better, people will adopt it. If it's not, they won't. But we are a society that's built on energy. Everything we do in the morning, I use, I use this as an example for most people, a slice of bread. You take yeah. a slice of bread, uh, it takes a tractor that burns diesel to plant the seeds. And yeah. then it takes another tractor to fertilize it and takes another tractor to harvest it. And then they, then they combine it and they put it in the back of a transport truck, takes it to the granary. And the granary then has a train that runs on diesel right. that takes it to the, the flour mill. They grind it with energy and then they, they send it to the baker on another truck. And that other truck takes it to, once uh, they make bread with it, take it to the right. store. You drive in your truck to get it and you take it home and toast it. Right. All energy. Right. Yep. Everything we do every time we wake up in the morning, what we're doing here, the cup you're drinking, everything is... It's, is made with energy Absolutely. and to say like that's what it, like, and oil was the is the energy but source it, that's but they're a little bit blinded by these these goals and i and i believe some use the ev as their flag right. as, as 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 this is the political right and left right and i think mm-hmm. that's and that's i'm i'm like i said i worked at a mine site as well i know what it takes to to put yeah. a mine yeah, in yeah, progress and uh and I, and I believe some of the best jobs in the world are mining, right? Because, yeah. you know, even the janitor well, at a would, mine site can build a house. I would right? say this to you. 
that they are using the EV as the flag or the ICE as the flag. Right. And the reason is, is because it's simple. Yeah. And, and and they can get their heads around it in two or three sentences. Okay, yeah. EV's better, ICE, because you don't, you don't have emissions mm-hmm. coming to the tailpipe. And I would say to you, even your um, dissertation on your energy of your Tesla, I would, I would go a little deeper than just like the vehicle itself and where the energy comes from. Because most people think electricity is energy. Right. And it's a, not a primary energy. So that has to come from somewhere. And so the amount of energy you would need to run all of the vehicles electrically, that changes your calculation a lot because you know how much there's waste in the ICE vehicle. You know how much waste there is in the grid. You know how much electricity we have to produce right. to deliver it. To keep it charged, so, right. So I always say, like, if you go one level down, you might be at the EV argument with the ICE. If you go two levels down, your eyes will open. Go six right. levels down and how where our energy comes from, where our materials, our minerals right. come from, and where our materials come from. And and I think we just have to spend more time talking about that because you're right, I agree with you 100%. Energy is economics. It's why we can move, eat, do everything well, we you just Look at yeah. some of the poorest countries in the world. They yeah. have no energy, yeah. right? And I think, and the current government in place is basically kneecapping us and, and, and kind of like hurting other countries, not even just our they own, are. right? They're yeah. hurting other countries. And if we look at the stuff that's happening in Ukraine right now, um, we have Europe at the mercy of, uh, of Russia exactly. and because we won't produce uh, LNG, right? And, and it's just, and it's kind of ludicrous. So I'm a big proponent of mining and I think that we should be mining more and we should try to encourage, again, if we go look at most hospitals, you're going to see a lot of the equipment donated in hospitals is by, you know, the, the, the Kinrosses and the kind of like Fairview. The Chuck Fipke. Yeah, the Chuck, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, and that, yeah. that came out of the ground, right? Yeah. Like, and, and again, if you look at the Toronto Stock Exchange, and if you look at the, 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 the number of TSX-listed stocks that make up the bulk of that, right. it's, it's going to be the mining industry. For some reason, Mine, we've, energy, yeah. we've, we've decided that that's bad and we're ashamed of it, right? So, well, um, and I, I think it just goes back to we don't know where things come from because yeah. we use them every day and we live an incredible lifestyle right. here in Kelowna. Yeah. And we actually don't know where, a lot of people don't know where that stuff comes from. Energy blind and as you kind of articulated, food blind as well oftentimes. Well, Same I mean, thing. food is, yeah. is yeah. energy, right? Like, yeah. so if we don't have, and 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 we, I didn't want this to be a fight about EVs either, right? I, it's, I just, it's absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm just uh, telling you that it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. TV or, right. and I think, I think it's, it's technology will sort itself out, right? And, it, and that's just the way it is, right? But how is, what is your guys' outlook? As far as it goes for mining right now, obviously you see lots of demand based on what they're asking for or what they're pushing. Well, I would say this too, that um, people I think get excited about mining when when the stocks look like they're rising and everybody wants to explore for more. That's quite muted right now. The capital for mining is down, but the demand is not. And the demand for services like our company and, you know, for copper miners. Right. That's really good. And, and when, when you look at the, you know, the production of copper over the 10 years, it just goes up a little bit every year, right? It never, yeah. it never really blips. Right. Um, it may be during a recession or COVID, it did. But um, the outlook is excellent. Um, we know we can't build enough mines. And, and that, if you eliminated the energy transition and, and EV cars and all that, we still have to mine a lot of copper. Yeah, because if you if you look at some of the big ones, Newmont's, the yeah. stock has languished, right? Like it's it's like gold's never gold, been higher. Yeah. Gold's yeah. never been higher. It's at records, and yet there's You're no right. focus on gold because the money doesn't flow into gold because it's just like 
the algorithms on the stock market seem to want to push everything into. Tech well, I think stocks, there's a focus right? on gold because the price has gone up, but the, the stocks, right? The, the, the producers yeah, of the gold, exactly, it has not gone up. And so there's been some inflation there for the producers, so they didn't get yeah. all the margin. Yeah, but they're still, you know, the, the good producers. They've are never very been healthy. in better shape. No, they've never been in better shape. Good. And I yeah. and I'm, a, I'm an investor in a lot of gold stocks, right. but you know, they they don't do a lot. But then. I believe that a lot of the algorithms are chasing the few tech stocks. So even if you look at the breadth in, in the NASDAQ and the Dow, it's very narrow, right? Like it's, 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 it's so narrow. And in the Russell. The, the seven magnificent, your, your yeah, favorite. Yeah, Fangma. It's your favorite. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Tesla. <laughs> Tesla, it's for it's sure. One, no, but it's one of the <laughs> seven magnificent. For you sure. Look at, Absolutely. That's, that's but, most of the market now. Yeah, I mean, stocks. it's also, Tesla's one of the actual manufacturers where the other ones are like more like, you know, like if you took like, like Facebook and Netflix, they're more service-based companies, right? I don't so, know, Apple manufactures quite a bit. Apple does yeah. manufacture. Apple so is, does Microsoft. Is probably, yeah, yeah, Microsoft yeah. does too. But Apple, um, definitely is a, is a different beast most people have an apple product in their yeah. house somewhere right like i mean Absolutely. that's that's probably worldwide right so it is yeah. um i mean they have their own kind of like garden right and i i would say that they're a unusual company i believe tesla's in their company right so um for what they do robotics and a whole bunch of other things right they do more than just a car right i don't think they want to be in the car business actually from what what i listen to i don't think that. so how do we how do we shift like youth into because used to be when they were going to school uh, young people like Marcy would be interested in in geology and all that stuff, and a lot of kids aren't like they're not in there because they're good paying jobs. Well, the mining industry is is like the the high, mining and energy are the highest paying jobs in the country, yeah. right? And we're also the mining industry, and I might be just off, but it's really close. It's the it's the uh, largest employer of First Nations in the country, right? Right. Yeah. So they're wonderful businesses. You get yeah. you can travel the world. Um, you work with a lot of some of the places you don't want to travel to. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah, and you I work, get job offers, and stuff. you work with a lot of cool people. So, yeah, no, yeah, no it's, it's, it's a great place for uh, for young Canadians. Um, you know, because everybody wants to go to Vancouver and drink Starbucks. Yeah, they want to do tech, right? tech, yeah. tech jobs. They want to sit, you know curl what? up on the couch, right? The yeah. opportunity is north. No, I know. like the opportunity in our country. There's so I, much. I've, I've lived in north. Thompson, Manitoba, High Level, oh, Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think those are the two northern ones. But yeah, right. so I've been I've seen a lot, been to a lot of mine sites, checking things out and stuff too. But I, I'm just saying I, I don't hear it from youth. Like I said, the mine site that I worked at, the janitor, you know, was making eighty five grand a year. Right. And uh, you know they could buy pickup trucks and houses with that, right? And especially in the communities they were living in. So you know, and I know a lot of guys were making six figure pluses. Too, yeah, that's right? right. So and yeah. they and they you know some of them had education, some of them just worked hard, right? So. I mean, the mine site today is a highly skilled, um, you know, technical place. And right. yes, there's laborers, but there's a lot of very uh, technical people in it. For sure. Yeah. Right. And they use a lot of electric motors there. They sure do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Use all the energy you can get. A lot of the uh, mining, are, you, you must be seeing that though too. A lot of the, the mine sites that meet their ESG goals are, are doing like... They're uh, doing everything they like can. Like autonomous it's, trucks, solar stuff. and. Yeah, I mean... They're doing everything they can. It's very yeah. difficult not to, uh, you know, use a lot of fossil fuels on a mine site. And sure. probably the largest yeah. emitter really is the mining right. business. But everybody's trying to reduce their CO2. And um, and I think, um, you know, it'll get better. But it's it's difficult. It's difficult to break rock yeah. with electricity. <laughs> right? That's it. Yeah. So, you need diesel. So, so what's the message that you want to, like, you're trying to get a message out to to local council, to government stuff. What's that message that you're? Well, and about? I, you know, we we typically um, present to our investors, right. and um, but I have you know reached out, and a city council wanted to talk about the right. transition from a material standpoint. Um, we have lots of 
excellent data on that. Um, and it just, it maybe puts a little more realism in just saying something, right? right? Just saying that, oh, we're going to get rid of all fossil fuels. Well, how, how do we mine all the material we need without them? You know, it's... So this is at the local level, which the local level doesn't really have a lot of policy decision making. You know what I mean? At, at this level, they don't really make policy as far as like, you know, the feds where they say the mandate is to remove ice cars and that. How do we get more of that message to the federal government where they're willing to listen or the provincial government? Right? Because yeah, no, they, 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 this they, is what they, I would say, though. Right. If, if you look, our council said a lot of things about the transition. So right. it would just be like, hey, listen, I'm, I, I don't have any argument here. I'm just going to talk about what we'd have to do. From the federal, I think I think it was my wife said to me, she said, you know, all the work you do and all the, the, the data you look at, would you, like, why doesn't Justin Trudeau, you know, have this data? I said, well, can you imagine if we were able to present it to him? What would you think would happen when he walked out the door? Nothing. Right? So... That 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 that's it. We but, so we, guess, we, we like educating our investors. Yeah. So I guess because like, we think we're going to make a lot of money on this. Yeah. So I, so. I think you're making money no matter what. Yeah. Who's <laughs> mining? Um, the question that I would have, or that the, the challenge I would put to you is, how do you make it so that it's easier to digest instead of making it? You know, like because you know, like I, I've seen lots of mining presentations. Yeah. I invest in a lot of mining stocks, right? So right. I, I've read tons of presentations and stuff like that. But sometimes people get lost, their eyes glass over and stuff like that, and they're just asking, should I or shouldn't I, right? So how do you how do you simplify the message for people? So I would say nobody's eyes gloss over when I present. There you go. First of all. So I got to come and to one of yours. You do. And, and I think, you know, we're obviously selling products too. We, we want sure. people to invest in us. And, yeah. But the fact is, is when I sit down with people, I actually want to educate them about this transition and how difficult it's going to be and the materials and energy we need and the disruption of trying to do it too fast. So it, it, so you're outlining uh, a problem. Yeah. Right? You're outlining a problem, but what's your solution? Because obviously you're going to come with a solution. I get, and, and you're, you're like my wife. Yeah. She, every time she's like, Man, <laughs> what's the solution? And there is no solution. Right. There's some trade-offs. Yeah. And I don't have it, but let's just point, let's identify the problem first. Now, we want to reduce CO2, right. right? What is the problem with doing that? Let's at least understand what coal does in the world, what gas right. does in the world, what oil. We don't even understand what those do. So let's understand that first, and maybe we'll have a better understanding of how we are able to re- reduce the CO2 emissions in the future. The, argue, I, I the argument against yeah. you would be then, they would say, the people pushing for these changes, mm-hmm. they would say they already know the answer, and the answer is if we don't do something today, the world ends. So do you know what I mean? Like, so y- what you're saying is we need to do more studies and it's kind of like... A- no, I don't, I'm not saying we need more studies. I think we just need to respect the complex that we've built. Right. We need to understand, again, where do things come from? Mm-hmm. How do we solve for that? Yeah. How do we How do we eliminate the use of fossil fuels? But By just saying it? Yeah. But I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think a more, just, a more yeah. stark thing would be like, okay, if we continue down this path and we say there's no... Ice vehicles by 2030 being the, the ice yeah. vehicles will exist, sure. but there'll be no more made, right? Yeah. I think we would probably see the, the bankruptcy of probably most of the legacy automakers. For sure. I think they're close to that already. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you look at their stock charts, stock charts tell a lot of things, right? If you look at a stock chart, it's very telling, right? And and also then then what happens if all those jobs, all the manufacturing comes it's because it's not just forges doesn't make trucks in a vacuum. Like there's guys that supply parts for the trucks and all that right. stuff. And and so what happens to them? And then is there less trucks? Did the price of everything else go up? Like there's, there's, 
there's repercussions for our actions for sure, right? Well, and if if you have a problem with the like you said, the traditional manufacturers, and then it goes on to the newer, the Teslas, and the right. people just making electric cars, they won't be able to make enough. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the material is not there. And the materials, they, don't, they, yeah. they won't, even if they could ramp up manufacturing, and, and who's processing the battery materials, who's making and, the batteries? And that's right? why I say, like, with yeah. Elon, he's sharing, his patents are wide open. Sure. Like he says, like, because he knows he can't do it himself, yeah. right? So... If he can't do it himself, that's why I think he's developing a relationship with companies like Ford and stuff like because he knows sure. like he can't do it himself. Yeah. So, but there's so many other aspects like trucks, tractors, and trains, boats, planes. burn diesel, yeah, super tankers, all that stuff, burn yeah. diesel, and a lot of it, right? Like they I mean, actually have always burned bunker C. Oh well, there you go. The bottom of the barrel. Uh, that's been transferred. I mean, to trucks diesel. and tractors and, and Sorry, trains. trucks and transfer, but boats, okay. ships, yeah. they yeah. have always burnt yeah. the bottom of the barrel, the heavy carbon, yeah. the, the bunker C, and now they're, you know, that's been limited because that had a lot of sulfur in it yeah. and nothing to do with CO2, but sulfur is yeah. not good. Um, so yeah, we have incredible challenges. I just, I'm here to just point out there, there's some challenges. We, yeah. we need to at least understand deeper than yeah. just yeah. the surface. I think, like like I said, I think there's a huge opportunity for the mining industry, and I know they've been reluctant, a lot of them. I mean, I've worked for a mining company. We're just like, you know, keep your head down, don't say anything, just shut up, right? Like, just so that we can keep operating, Absolutely. right? Because there's no, always, right. you know, like people are trying to shut you down yeah. all the time, right? So Just keep quiet. Yeah. But I think it, it, at some point, they need to stand up and say, these are these are the things that we do uh, in in this is what we contribute to society. And I don't think that message is getting out, especially in school. Like they used to be, they would present in colleges and that were even high schools where kids are like, yeah, I want to be a geologist. I want to be a, you know, an engineer and I want to do this and I want to do this. But but now I'm just like, Oh, I want to just work on my computer and do this. But I mean, they don't see that. um, Like AI is probably going to take all those computer jobs away. Right. (laughs) And uh, um, I just think the mining industry could do better to talk to youth. I think you're right. Uh, I agree. And I think we could do better. I think they used to lobby more too. Like I think, and maybe they got in trouble because maybe they did some stuff that wasn't exactly, you know. Yeah, what I, mean? like I, I don't think they're invited to lobby in a lot of places like yeah. schools and, and, and things yeah. like that. But but I think you're right. I don't, I don't again, I'm, I've got a soapbox, but I don't have a lot of the trade-offs. Yeah. I don't, but I mean, you know. anybody just, I would just challenge him and go to the TSX and go through the list of the top stocks yeah. and you're going to find dominated by energy and mining you're right, right? so and we've always done, you said something earlier how we we're so rich um resource and, rich, yeah. you know north america but canada incredible but i also would say we're the best in the world at it mm-hmm. from an envir- environmental standpoint we're well the i best. think some of the mining technology that we we're have incredible. like i'm saying we have yeah. and i've always said this we have some of the best miners here mm-hmm. most of them are mining somewhere else because they can't mine here right you know yeah. what i mean if we look at some of the guys uh, um, like B two Gold's Clive, that's right. Right, I mean he's he's got a lot of mines, but they're not in Canada, right? No. Um, there's a lot of guys that are mining in different locations. Well, right? we export that knowledge and that ability, but right. but I mean also our regulation. Like yeah. we understand the the regulations and the environmental right. standards of British Columbia. It's the best in the world. Yeah. Sometimes it's really really hard, but you know we are we make the mining business makes an impact. There's no way around making an impact. But we mitigate that impact as much as we can in this country and in this province. So I want to go back to the original, or maybe that, yeah, the original position. You want to get this message out. You want people to better understand. Uh, And if Trudeau could understand or the government could better understand, um, that would be even better. But how do we get that message 
Well, I'm just one guy trying to trying to inform people. Um, and I don't have a big platform and I, and I really wasn't looking for a big platform. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest platform I've been on. Um, so thank, thanks for the invite. But yeah, I think that people need to educate them. So there's wonderful resources out there, including Velclub Smell. If you've never seen him or read him, he's a Canadian. Um, and he, uh, he's probably written 40 books and his last one is how the world really works. Mm. And that's a good place to start. It's very simple. And, um, and, and he's trying to teach people how the world works. Like where the, where's everything coming from that we live, get to live like this. You said that he was an advisor to Bill Gates. Isn't Bill Gates behind the electrification? Uh, he's a, uh, he's a climate expert and a, and a, uh, well, I would say about clubs, the climate. <laughs> I think all his information right? yeah. comes yeah. from. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> I think Bill Gates is really behind nuclear. And is, that is yeah. a great yeah. trade-off yeah. to everything we do. Um, it's not necessarily popular everywhere, but yeah. we know it's a fantastic source of energy. Um, clean energy, for sure. Very clean um, and also safe. But BC already does a really good job with clean energy. We BC don't have a like problem with that. 96% yeah. of our energy is, is, is clean. Absolutely. And then we still well, punish... British Columbians to get that last four percent out of us, right? So um, no, you're you're right. I mean, when, when you have the topography and the geography of hydroelectric, it's fantastic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like don't, we have a we have a carbon nuclear. tax in BC yeah. when we, when ninety six we're one of the cleanest places on this planet. Mm -hmm. Ninety six percent of our energy is clean, yet we still need to punish ninety six percent of our electricity. Right. Yeah. It's clean. Yeah. Right. And then uh, it doesn't make sense to continue to punish. Right, so. No, we do we do an excellent job in Canada for a massive country with so much geography and so few people, and we need so much energy because it's so cold. Yeah. We do an incredible job. And maybe that's why, right? Because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we and we built a lot of nuclear power plants between 1970 and 1990. Mm -hmm. We led the world in the mm -hmm. can-do plants, uh, mm -hmm. nuclear plants, and we don't do it anymore. Anyway, Ontario is doing a great job now, too, because they're back on the nuclear um, um, campaign and, and, and they could lead the world out of it. And Danielle Smith's fighting back. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for coming in though. Oh, it was a real pleasure. Great, yeah. great, great debate. And, uh, and we we'll do it again. We probably agree on 90, Six percent of the stuff. Go. My role here was really just a referee. referee and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the old days, right? Got to yeah. fist we'll cups, right? Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was Indeed. really awesome. Have you. Great to meet you guys. Yeah, likewise. All right, so that's your episode of Energize for today. We'll be back next week with more. And in the meantime, lots to uh, dig into here and learn about uh, the electrification of the country. Uh, until next time, have a great day.